0: The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily
2: reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything
1: outdoors. All
0: aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. All aboard!
1: Welcome to the Skipper
2: Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.
0: This is the second hour of Power with Dan Bush and me, Tom Newbauer. Nick Bodie's here on the board. 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. You can catch us on both Sports Radio AM. That's 1250 AM or on 1057 FM The Fan either or AM FM. And uh, we do come to you every Saturday morning from uh, six to eight a.m. You can always email us at uh, well, what have I got here? I got something else going on here. I threw away my other stuff anyway. At the Smokies Express uh, Email Center, and that's CEO Guys at Yahoo.com. You can just email us during the show if you like. And uh, oh, that's about it, Danny. Uh,
2: uh, one forgot. thing I was going to mention, got a little flustered. one of our sponsors, Park Avenue Pizza, they just started a beer club. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You can join the beer club. Uh, it says try 50 different beers and get $20 off your tab. In one night? Uh, in one <laughs> hour. <laughs> try 100 different beers and get $50 off your tab. Oh, wow. Yeah. So ask your server how to sign up today. So they've got. I think they got like 200 different beers there. I mean, they got all kinds, yeah, of, yeah. kinds of beers. Um, How do you feel about, and I'll ask our audience this, fruit
0: in beer. Fruit in beers. How do you feel about that? You know, some of these beers, you got to put a certain type of fruit in it, you know, whatever. Some of them have it already added to it. Uh, you know, like for an example, there's only one beer that I like fruit in, and I'm, I'm not a big beer drinking guy. So, But one beer I do enjoy with a piece of fruit in is the Corona with a slice of lime that you shove down the neck. I do like that. And for some reason, it tastes better with it than without it. Right. I mean, but as far as all the other ones, no. Well, like uh, there's one beer company that makes the, they got lemonade in the beer. And it's like, well, if I want to drink lemonade, I'll drink lemonade. If I want to drink beer, I'll drink beer. You know, I mean, I don't know if I really want the, I've had it, and I didn't care for it, the lemonade in the beer, you know. But, you know, some people do enjoy that, so who am I to say? But I don't know. They've, that's just me,
2: you know. Park Ave
0: has all kinds of, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure they get Coronas, and I'm sure they have limes. Yeah,
2: I that's guess. That's what I
0: would get. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that. Otherwise, I'm a, if I drink beer, I drink the cheap stuff, you know. Well, that doesn't the surprise me. cheap stuff. No, why doesn't tree, that so, surprise me? Yeah, stuff stuff mister. that doesn't taste like beer actually. You know, it's very light. It doesn't taste like beer. That's you know, if I'm going to, you know, mow the lawn and then I'm going to sit down in the backyard sweating and have a couple of ice cold ones, I I want something that's going to go down like water. <laughs> but if I want to actually drink something, well then I'll drink some bourbon, some whiskey, you know.
2: That yeah, stuff whatever. will kill you, buddy. No, actually, uh,
0: actually you uh, live a lot longer if you drink that. Yeah. What? Yeah, you haven't seen these old ladies on TV that says they they've been drinking vodka, to, you know, a glass oh, of vodka yeah, their, like every night old... for
2: their, and they're a hundred and ten years old. Yeah, just like it. there's <laughs> one out of, out of a million old guys who's ninety years old and says, "I've been smoking and I've, drinking my whole life. I've had a cigar every day for every the last day. hundred years." <laughs>
0: I guess it's not uh, safe to
2: do any vaping these days, though. Yeah, or, I've heard a, lo- about a lot about that stuff, too. Dying and stuff. Yeah. Or, from... or
0: they're having problems, yeah, having problems. So, I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing I did try, Danny. Uh, there's uh, the, the last few months, there's a lot of these things coming out. Uh, oh, what is the three letters? DBT or whatever it is. It's this uh, uh, pain relief either oil or cream. That is made out of hemp or actually cannabis oil or cannabis cream it doesn't get the THC that gets you high in marijuana is not in it it's very, super duper low, right because people can grow hemp oh there's hemp grown in Wisconsin, right right but uh, according to the FDA, it has to have less than 003 percent of the THC okay it's really super low it ain't gonna do nothing to you okay. And but they sell these creams, they're a little bit more expensive, Have the you oils tried it? and the cream. Yep, I did it yesterday and, and it does help. Okay. It
2: does help. So along those lines, yeah. I normally don't fall fall for infomercials. But I've had elbow, you know, I tore my bicep yeah. tendon right. years ago, and I've had pain in my elbows for ten years now. Mm-hmm. All the time. Repetitive if I'm yep. lifting weights, if I'm throwing a ball, if I'm casting. So I wake up every Sunday morning. And I'm listening to uh, this infomercial would come on, on uh, uh, it's not this station, but another one. And for every Sunday, they have the same infomercial, and it, I think it's Dr. Brennan's Glucosamine Cream. Mm-hmm. And this lady gets on, talks about how she put the, uh, you know, the glucosamine and the MSM and all these different things. And so... I finally thought, what the heck, I'm going to order it. Now, I've had buddies into weightlifting for years who did take the supplements. You see, go Mm -hmm. to the health foods, go anywhere. It has for the joints. Glucosamine is the common one. And I've had buddies of mine tell me that the stuff works, but you got to take the pills or the tablets for like a couple months to kind of get it into your system. So this stuff supposedly absorbs and goes directly in. Mm -hmm. So I tried it. And I'm telling you, for the first time in ten years, I have no pain in my really? elbows whatsoever. So it, worked. it worked. It worked. The stuff wow. really did work. I couldn't believe yeah. it.
0: Uh, I know, I know when I first heard about this, uh, the cannabis oil and creams, uh, uh, the no name bookie told me. He said he loved. It. He said they're great. His wife uses it. He uses it. His family, different members, you know, they use it. And uh, so I figured, okay, I'll try it. They, I, as a matter of fact, they had some at the pick and save. It was a cream. Tried it yesterday on my uh, calves, and uh, yeah, it was a lot less, a lot less pain. Yeah, I was like, wow, this, this is okay. The good news
2: is my elbows were got <laughs> healed, and my plan was I was going to try and do the State Fair Bench Press Contest. Oh, yeah? Which I think is today. Yeah. But th- the bad news is I wrecked my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can. so now the yeah. shoulder's shot. So, that's so all. now I got to start trying to get it. I got to find a cute girl to massage it into my shoulder, <laughs> so I can get that coming back okay. But uh, it's if you call the eight hundred number, though, see, they just said, "Oh, it's one hundred thirty dollars plus shipping," but you get six months supply, so yeah, I get okay. three bottles. At the time, I thought, "What the heck? It's it's for pain. If mm-hmm. it lasts me six mm-hmm. months, so I spent the money." But then I went to the website direct. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can buy one for like forty dollars. Right, right. I didn't have to they make you they talk you into ordering three. Yeah, right, right. I suppose right. I could have said, Well, I don't want that big of a supply yeah. and the guy would have you know, but I guess I took the it, it, you know, when you when you call at six in the morning, you don't have all your wits about you. I could barely <laughs> just recite the credit card number to the guy, but the stuff worked. Yeah. Well that's good. The I other know thing this, that works, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can call him up, get him on the line sometime. Yeah. The my pillow guy. I'm sorry, I don't, tr- I don't trust works. that guy.
0: I don't trust that guy.
2: Oh, why, did, why you know doesn't why I everybody don't trust, trust him?
0: him? You what? know why I don't trust him? Because...
2: Probably because he's religious and everybody no, seems no. to think well, someone I'll who's a Christian is I'll dishonest. You, no, which there's a bias I'll, against religious people no, in this I'll country. I'll tell you what,
0: this is, gosh, over the years in business, in the fishing world and, and in other businesses, I have been screwed more by the the born again Christians than I have, but it's by regular people. Yeah. I think
2: that's just a bias no. in your head. No, no, you I've been, been screwed. I've been, been screwed by mind. more you of make, them. You nope. make a note nope. in your mind. That's, that's nope. a bias. That's and the other thing, this, this
0: guy who sells the my pillow, he sells the sheets now, right? And he says, the only reason I started this company was because I care about you. I want you to get a good night's sleep. Boloney. Baloney. He wants to make money. That's the only reason why he well, so did what? it. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about me. Why is he saying he cares about me? He doesn't care about me. He just cares He cares about making money. That's so, what, like what it, it is. Like if he were an
2: atheist? Or no, I don't care a, if the guy's you, religious then, or then then not. everybody would love him, but because anybody, people do not no, like religious people in this country.
0: Anybody who comes on a commercial on the radio or TV and says, I'm only doing this because I care about you. No, I don't care what their religion is, if they're religious or not. When they say they care about me, that's why they're doing it, why they're making this
2: stuff. No, they're doing it because they want to make
0: money. The pillow. That's why. Guess what? But for you, it works.
2: It works. You like it. Well, that's good. It works. That's good. I had neck problems and uh, headaches. I was on like eight ibuprofen to 10 a day. Oh, wow. Wow. I haven't had any since I got that pillow a year ago. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah, I it take, works. My I, neck doesn't crack at night when I turn my head and stuff. So,
0: you know, it's funny like uh when you, when you go when you go away. You know, like when you uh when you go up to uh the Bay of Green Bay, smallmouth fishing in the spring, you take your pillow with you, right? Um
2: Don't you? When I go what to the go Bay away, of Green Bay. When you go away. If you're
0: going to sleep over like you're going away for a week or 3 or 4 days, you take yeah, your took pillow. Yeah, I my pillow with me. Yeah, or... I know. It's like when you go to a a hotel place or whatever. You go someplace else and you don't have your pillow. Whatever it is, you know, that you're used to sleeping on, it feels kind of weird, you know. It's a little harder to go to sleep, you know. You got to have your pillow, you know, with you. I know I feel that way, you know. I got to have my pillow, you know. So
2: that's always another plastic bag that I got to throw something in to take with me. Well, I went to Walmart one time and bought a Duck Dynasty pillow. For like fifteen bucks when I didn't have a pillow on a trip one time. <laughs> Went and got one, huh? Duck Dynasty. That was my official that was your official hunting pillow. pillow. Hey, I gotta remind everybody that you
0: can email us if you want at the Smokies uh, email express. That's uh, CEO guys at Yahoo.com. Because uh, a lot of people, you know, they don't wanna call with questions or comments. They rather you know, email us instead. You know, because they don't want to go on the radio. So, so we have that option. The one option we don't have is like a lot of other shows have. They have these Twitter accounts, and so people are tweeting them all the time. I hear this all the time on you know on and other, other shows on this station, and that's one thing we don't have, and we'll probably never have it, because <laughs> you know? we're not tweeters. Is that what you call them? That do that yeah. tweeters? <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, well, anyway, I got to get myself a, a nice northern pike this week, Danny, because uh, I, I I've learned a, a filet method to get those Y-bones out easily. It's one I watched on YouTube that I can actually remember it because some of these things that they tell you to do, it's hard to remember exactly what to do You know, after you watch the video. I watched this video once, and I'll be able to do it, and it's an easy method. I can't explain it on the radio, but... If you go to YouTube and look for northern pike filleting methods, I'll tell you there there's one in there that's real easy. I can't wait to do it. I gotta get myself a nice northern pike. So that's my uh, that's my plan for this week. And then I'll report back. If <laughs> it worked. <laughs> All right. Gotta catch a pike though. Yep. Gotta do that. All right. We'll be right back with more folks. We're uh, he's Dan Bush, I'm Tom Newbauer. This is uh Nick Bodie on the boards. You are listening to one oh five seven FM The Fan, the skipper buds cutting edge outdoors.
2: Welcome back to Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799 1250. Once again, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, give us a call if you got a hunting or fishing report, story, gopher story, worm story. Speaking of worms, Tom, red worms. You mentioned red worms before. Where do you get, other than a bait shop, where do red worms come from? It's a divine mystery.
0: But you can grow your own if you have a compost pile, uh, and you put just put some in there. Go to a bait shop, grab a box. You know they're cheap. Throw them in there. Compost and, pile, and
2: they'll keep growing, They'll multiply. Isn't compost like manure?
0: No, compost is you take all your leaves, your sticks, your yeah. your grass okay. clippings. You take all your stuff from the yard, and you just keep piling it up in a big barrel type thing. But you got to turn the compost pile every now and then, and then it kind of. It kind of disintegrates. Like it disintegrates yeah. into and it's, compost. Great, and it's great for putting in gardens, you know, put really? putting in your soil. Yeah, yeah. It's great for soil for growing stuff. Yeah. But uh yeah, you could you could grow those. And they, they also sell these uh worm farms they're uh, they're made out of styrofoam. Isn't that the old
2: advertisement, the Magic Worm Farm. I used to years see ago. An, in, in it was in the Sunday insert yeah. to the paper in yeah, Green correct. Bay. I'd see an ad for the Magic yeah. Worm Farm.
0: Well, they Frable makes one now. Uh, that uh, it's probably a, a good two feet long, maybe more. I don't know. Maybe a foot wide and deep. I don't know. Ten inches deep. But anyway. And, uh, it's got little, even though the styrofoam breathes, you know, there's still little, little round circular things with holes in it on the top for air to get through. But, you know, you just put some night, go out and pick some worms in there and you got to feed them. Actually, you got to feed worms and you can buy the worm food or you can use other stuff. But, uh, yeah, they'll multiply. They'll, (laughs) they'll grow. They'll multiply. Yeah. You can have your own, but you know, a lot of people don't do that nowadays. I think it's a great thing for kids. I mean, because you know, kids are interested, in they you know different things, and and if a parent takes the time to to play with it with them, you know, and all that, uh, and go out and get the worms, and then watch them grow, see how many more are in there, and all that, yeah, it's interesting. You know, what's are the cool, worms
2: like? Uh, are they like what, mating then and producing oh, other ones? Yeah, yeah.
0: What and what you what's really interesting? How do they mate, Tom? I, I don't don't ask me that. What what well, I'm uh, curious? Just, what they do, then, what you do is you take this worm food, you make lines on the top of like the soil. Them. And then in the morning you'll you'll open and look and those lines will be gone of the worm food, so they're they're eating it. Yeah,
2: it's it's pretty cool. It, it's pretty neat. But so like uh, a mama worm has like a little tiny worm come out of her. No, I wonder if they have more know. than one worm. I have. Is it like a litter? No idea.
0: Um, I have no idea. Well, you're 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 I,
2: supposed to be the expert here telling us about I'm not, worm farms. I'm not no. I'm not an expert I, You don't in even anything. know how they
0: reproduce. I'm not an expert in anything. All I know is that when it comes to worms. When I'm fishing with uh, for walleyes with nightcrawlers, I never use a whole one unless it's on a uh, a worm harness spinner rig. Right. Uh, otherwise, it's a half a nightcrawler because especially if it's a big nightcrawler.
2: If it's a little nightcrawler, you know which you can oh. get little ones. Whole nightcrawler is go, I way go better to get a big bass on though.
0: Yes, if I know. I'm in an area where yeah, there's big bass, that's I like true. to
2: go with the whole night crawler because you're apt to get a but, five pound yeah, largie grabbing it.
0: I'd rather go with a plastic though than the live bait. I'd rather go with a plastic. How many? Because you know why? Why? Because bluegills and perch will be pulling that darn nightcrawler off the hook left and right, and you go through a lot of bait. You know, just that's the Buy problem. more. <laughs> I, It'll be I don't so want to. I don't want to the there, don't sit there. with, uh, with two hundred uh, nightcrawlers. You know, when I can just use one plastic worm and do the same thing. The real thing is the best, buddy. No, I don't agree. Yeah, I, I don't agree. Yeah, the real thing is the best. I, I'll tell you what. They here's don't grow story. up
2: eating Here. plastic
0: night crawlers. I, I know. But overall, I mean, I'm just saying overall, yes, live bait is great. No doubt about it. But I'm going to tell you a quick short story. I was doing a seminar one time, and, there, and then after the seminar, and it was about uh, live bait versus artificials, and it was about bass fishing and all that. Anyway, so then they had this pros corner off. Uh, you know outside of the seminar area so that people could come and talk to the person who just gave the seminar. Okay, if they got more questions. Right. So I'm sitting in this pro area or whatever, and he's and this one guy comes up to me, says, he says, you're full of, you know what? He says, uh, live bait will catch more bass than are those darn artificials any day of the week. And I I had just got done explaining why artificials will work more often than not than live bait. I just got done explaining, but he's telling me that I'm full of you-know-what. Okay. And I said to him, I said, I'll tell you what. And I was being very calm, very nice. I said, I'll tell you what. We'll get a, a map of the state of Wisconsin, put it on a dartboard. We'll take a dart and throw it at it. Whatever lake it's closest to or lands on, You and me will go to that lake. You bring an observer for my boat. I'll bring an observer for your boat. I'll use all artificial. You use all live bait. Whoever gets back to the launch, uh, back to the dock with a limit of fish will win $1,000. So I'll bet you $1,000 right now. What do you say? You know what he said to me? He called me a name (laughs) that I can't use on the radio (laughs) and walked away.
2: But why do you have to be so argumentative about it? I wasn't it though? being
0: argumentative. Yes, he was the one who started being argumentative. He was calling oh, me names. There he you was going. He started it, and I just, I, I just put a simple bet out there. Now, granted, we could have done that, and I could have lost. Yes, but I feel confident enough. Well, in my abilities, not just to find fish, but to find them quickly with a variety I, 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 of different lures. I don't lures. know that
2: that's saying that it's better. It's just that you can probably cover more water. That's one of the with, things. With an artificial bait. Yeah. But if you have a fish sitting right there well, and you're sitting bobber fishing different. and you throw it yeah. right in front of them, yeah. nothing's better than a live night crawler, I'd say. I, well, yeah, yeah. if you see them right there and just throw like, it in just front like of them. like me yeah. catching 50 bass in yeah. one hour up in Door County using the jerk baits. Right. Yeah, because you, you're just you're not wrapped, use your rapid a fire, bait just bang, bang, bang,
0: bang. Now, if you would have had, uh, let's say, golden shiners and stuck them on a hook and cast that out there with a sinker in front of it, yeah, you would have caught they a lot of that. fish.
2: Matter of fact, I talked you to would've. a guy up yeah. there who's from Pewaukee. Uh, he actually uh, was with a gal who used to be my neighbor, bumped into him at the marina this spring, and he was just fishing from shore and stuff. He hadn't done too well, mm-hmm. but he said the previous year, he said that he caught a twenty-three-inch smalley on a golden shiner, mm-hmm. and I believe him. Oh yeah, up there I, I believe, believe him. him. Oh, definitely,
0: definitely. Well, see, here's the other thing when it comes to live bait versus artificial. Like you said, you can cover more water quickly looking for those active fish. That's number one. Number two is if you try skipping, let's say a nightcrawler under a dock, half of the time you're going to lose that bait. You're going to you're going to throw it right off the hook. Okay. Right. And the other thing is, is that bluegills and perch they love grabbing at the tails of that nightcrawler and ripping it right off the hook, and then you got to put another one on, you know, and throw it out. And so you eliminate the problems and you increase your 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 ability to cover that water, not to lose bait constantly left and right, and, and you just find the uh, the active fish. Or you can, or here's another thing, like punching the weeds. Okay, right? when you got heavy weed cover and you got to use a heavy jig and get down there. Get past that heavy weed cover down in the bottom where there's actually less weeds. Right. Okay. If you want to punch the weeds, you can't do that with a nightcrawler. You'll never get down there. All right. But but an artificial will get down there. You know. I mean. So there's a lot of applications. But if you got a bass sitting in one spot and you can see it and you throw that nightcrawler down there, <laughs> guaranteed it's going to be sucked up without
2: a doubt. Right. Without Especially a doubt. Especially if it's like yeah a, a bedded bass, oh, guarding bedded a bat. bass. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Any. You can- any Anytime, well, when we it use can the, be spooky, but if you put a nightcrawler yeah. in front of their nose, yeah, em, enough times they'll suck yeah. it in.
0: Well, it's like if you're using a wacky style worm, all right, and you see five. Let's say you're going along, and five times you see five bass in the shallow water. You and I did this. Three out of five of those fish, if you can see them, and you throw that wacky wor- worm out in front of them, they're going to grab it. Right. But if you throw a nightcrawler in front of them, I think you're going to catch five out of five. Probably. <laughs> you know, unless unless they're in a really negative mood. So, but anyway, but yeah, I would just, I would, I definitely rely on artificial. I don't, Danny, I can't tell you the last time I used a nightcrawler for bass. What's the? I, I I I think
2: it was when I was a teenager. So you were talking about uh, uh, the fish will you know throw it in front? They'll go for it. Yeah. What's the furthest you've seen a bass come go to get a lure?
0: Well, only Will they come from,
2: from 10 feet away?
0: I don't think... I've, I've never thrown it I that... I guess you'd have I don't to think be in clear for, water to well, really in, see it. Yeah, 10 feet away, they could, yeah, without a doubt. But the thing is, is if you see that bass in shallow water and you throw out that wacky-style worm you're generally throwing it out in front and a little to the side cuz you got to remember bass's eyeballs are on their sides not in the front of them you right. know they don't see in the front like we do is good if you ever notice whenever a bass goes if there's something if you got a let's say a jig on the bottom uh let's say a jig and a craw and and the bass goes down to look at it that they, they might eat it They'll always turn their head to the side first. That eyeball is looking right at you. Look at birds when they're feeding birds do the same thing. They, they, they'll go down, but they'll turn their head to the side. So that eyeball is looking straight down at it. Give them the side eye. Yeah. They look straight at it, but then they turn their head and then suck it in. But the thing is, is that, uh, you throw that wacky style worm out to the front and a little off to the side, you know, maybe like five feet away, you know, whatever. And the, they see it, yeah. They'll, I, they'll I used your
2: spinnerbait on Rowley's Bay a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. there was a bass by a rock. I could see, yeah, it, about a four pound smallie. Mm-hmm. And I cast past the rock and brought it to the side. And it that spinnerbait was four feet off to the side. Oh, they'll jump on that, that. thing yeah. shot out from that uh from mm-hmm. from that uh, rock and nailed it. It was great just to watch it, yeah.
0: And the new ones that I've been using in the last few weeks, the new ones they're. They're black, they're they're all half ounces and I should start making some smaller ones maybe but they're all half ounce spinner baits but they've got a black skirt with a, a a big gold colorado blade and those I've just been smoking bass with that for some reason. I usually like the black with the orange right. blades but I've been smoking fish with this one with this new one and I I like that. So I don't know. I'll just keep using it until they stop biting and then I'll use something else. All right, we got to go to a break Danny. What do you say? Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you about crankbaits for bass. Yeah, let's talk crankbaits. We'll be right back with more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Stay tuned for more.
1: When I think of Lorelei, my hair tan's all around. As gentle as a butterfly, she moves without a sound.
2: Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, are we on our final? No, this we, no, not our final. Prank. Not the final one. But okay.
0: you wanted to talk about
2: crankbaits? Yes. Uh, when I was up in Dork County um, doing the jerkbait thing for the bass, uh, one day I, I jumped in the boat with Ron Johnson, who, by the way, is going to be in the studio next week. He oh, is? Yeah. He's oh, that's back. great. Yeah, yeah. So, Excellent. So well, anyway, we'll have, he's Dan Johnson's brother, who we had Dan in. We had a good show with Dan. Had a lot of laughs. A couple weeks ago, I yeah, guess. The yeah, the taxidermist, yes. So anyway, uh, we were um, it was, uh, we were out on a day, and it, it had been kind of a tough day. And I stuck the first couple. I was pretty proud of myself. I caught, like, the first three bass. If you mm-hmm. catch a bass before Ron does, you're doing something. <laughs> um, but I caught a couple on a uh, on the jerkbait. And he tried something different. He put on a, a small crankbait. Mm-hmm. Tiny little crankbait. It was, you know, just real small. I don't know, inch and a half, two inches long it mm-hmm. looked like. And mm-hmm. it was real round, kind of a fat-looking, chubby little thing. Mm-hmm. A deep diver. And he just cast that out and just wind it slow. Mm-hmm. And smallies were smacking that. And mm-hmm. he said that uh, he's going to give me some of them because... If I take anybody next year and they can't get the jerkbait rhythm down, right, there's right. a technique to work in that too. Yeah, uh, Just give them that, and it's kind of a no-brainer, just cast and wind. So I yeah. was going to ask yeah. you, you don't really think of crankbaits for bass, at least I don't for bass, but what what yeah. do you use them a lot? What kind do you Crank, use?
0: Crankbaits are big for bass. David Fritz won a lot of BASS tournaments. He has crankbaits named after him. He designed a number of them. Crank baits, I mean, every, every, uh, every style of lure, whether it be plastics, spinners, cranks, whatever, they all have their place and they all have their time, okay? Uh, to give you an example, a few weeks ago, I was fishing with this guy, and it was uh, shallower water, probably about four or five feet deep, but the weeds were about, oh, I'd say about a foot and a half below the surface. He put on one of these little super shallow running crankbaits. It was only about a two-inch, not yeah, about a two-inch crankbait, maybe inch and a half, but it had the real little lip on it. It only went down maybe six inches, okay? It just was under the surface. He was smacking bass on it. It was just wiggling above those weeds, you know? I mean, so there is a time and a place for crankbaits. A lot of times you want to dig those crankbaits into like a gravelly area. You dig them in, and they're digging down on the bottom. A lot of times, you know, color might make a big difference sometimes, especially down south where they got a lot of shad. You know, they use a lot of shad color baits, you know, with this little yellow line in them. Uh, Strike King makes a lot of those. Those are real popular. But Strike King makes a lot of different crankbaits. But there's a lot of companies who make a
2: lot of different crankbaits. Well, I know they do work. when I went to college in the 70s, late 70s, in Springfield, Missouri, of course, Bass Pro Shop, uh, back then it wasn't near as big as what it, is now, but they'd have these little uh, um, uh, Bass Pro Shop brown brown Derby liquor. What they had, a comp, they were kind of <laughs> yeah. like a gas yeah. station yeah. where you could go in yeah. and get liquor and <laughs> and, crankbaits or, and crankbaits and lures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Bass Pro. <laughs> yeah, and right. I think you could get gas too. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'd go in there and they'd have rows and rows and rows of crankbaits. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'd have more crankbaits than any other bait yeah. in there.
0: Well, they're easy to work. They come in a multitude of colors. They come in a multitude, a multitude of different depth depths that they'll run to. Uh and, and you can get crankbaits as small as one inch or three quarters of an inch to one inch, little bitty ones. Right. All the way up to the some of those big ones that they'll use for trolling for muskies, you know, the real big ones. Matter of fact, Strike King's got one. They're called uh They're either called uh, bare-naked crankbaits or nude crankbaits. There's no painting on them, no color. It's just the clear plastic. Now, why would you make a clear plastic crankbait? Well, one reason is that because guys like to make their own custom colors and paint them themselves. Right. And that's why they make those. The other thing is those I don't understand is they charge the same price as the painted ones. Well, if you don't have to paint it, wouldn't it cost less?
2: There you go. <laughs> you know, when there they cost less, cheap again. they
0: don't have to paint the darn thing. But yet they charge the same price. <laughs> anyway, but you know, and and this, I'm I'm not bragging here, but I'm just saying. Years ago, I used to use a lot of crankbaits, and I know this is a long time ago. Yep. yep. Okay. But in 1980, back in Pro uh, yeah, man right, days, right? Exactly. Back in 1980, I won the Wisconsin State Bass Championships using crankbaits, and back then they were the ah. Uh, the Bagley's, the Bagley's DB, DB1s, DB 2s, 3s, Really? All, it was all of the those. Bagley DB? Yeah, and I broke a lot of lips on those crankbaits. You know, they were made out of balsa wood, Right. which they don't make them out of wood anymore. They're all plastic, I've you know. i still got
2: some old Bagley yeah, DB4s out of the balsa me, wood that yeah. I still have caught some that you, muskies Yeah, you trolling. troll with those. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're great, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, last time I was on Delavan Lake, I, I said to my son, I'm going to throw on this Fire Tiger Bagley's that I haven't used in a long time. I caught a bass and a pike on it. You know, it was like, hey, they still work. I had a guy get a 49-incher on that fire tiger big years ago. Those are great. And, you know, the the problem, though, back then was that if you're fishing around any kind of bridges or you got rocks along shorelines, if you don't cast it right and you hit that bridge embankment or you hit those rocks, those lips seem to break easily.
1: (laughs) I lost a lot of lips on those, you know. You know, I actually
2: (laughs) had... Bagley, a DB4 years ago, and I was uh, trolling with... Uh, that's doc- the longer one, right? Yeah, it's four inches yeah, long. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why they I, call it DB4. Yeah, right. So I had, I, I forget what, I don't, don't remember. Maybe it was the orange one, um, the cherry bonbon, I yeah. called it. Yeah, that's the one that you said was really good. Yeah, really it was hot. so hot one year, I was just running four lines with that color. But I had Dr. Uh, Shelley who used to fish with me, not to be confused with Dr. Sandy from down in Chicago. Dr. Shelley used to come on out. We'd fish from 9 to 1 o'clock, and he'd always catch fish. I mean, we'd just leisurely go mm-hmm. out. Anyway, uh, we were trolling one time past the narrows, and a fish hit so hard, it sounded like a salmon ripping the line off, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could hardly get the rod out of the holder because it was so much torque Yeah, on it. Yeah. So once I got it out, it was even hard just to walk backwards to hand it to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rod was doubled over. I handed it to him, and all of a sudden, boom, I thought line broke. I thought, what the heck, you know? So he winds in. Line wasn't broke. I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see it myself. All we got was the front half of the Bagley DB4 back. The front half? We got the front half. It, it bit broke in, it half. in half.
0: Oh, my I goodness. Couldn't
2: believe it. I wouldn't have believed it. Now they're made out of balsa. Yeah, I got, it. I get it. But to be able to have the jaw power, and to be able to crush that bait like yeah. that and rip the back weird. half off, oh my God! I, yeah. That's one fish that I wish I would have seen.
0: One time using uh, that uh, six-inch Bagleys, I forget what what it was called. It was more of a minnow shape. The DB six. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. DB six, but it wasn't like a round shape, like some no. They're of they're other more ones. they're more narrow. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, I was on Oconomowoc Lake. Got a hit, set the hook, fought it for a little bit, and it got off. Son of a gun! I reel it in. There was a tooth embedded <laughs> in in, in the in the balsa wood. Yeah, the the musky tooth, and the musky tooth is probably about a half an inch. The,
2: the beauty of that Bagley DB six is that uh, when you wind it, unlike some crankbaits that you know a lot of torque on it, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's harder to bring it in. Mm-hmm. The DB6 has a great action. and just glides through the water yeah. effortlessly. Yeah. So you don't need a real heavy rod to work
0: right. it. Right. And one thing I would say, uh, tell our listeners is that, well, and you know this, that sometimes those, uh, the crankbaits don't always run straight. They run a little to the left, right. a little to the, the right, and it. you got to tune it. You got to bend that little eye that's on the either on the lip or on the bait itself. You got to bend it one way or the other to get it run bend straight. Bend it
2: in the direction you want it to run, right. As opposed to the yeah. way that it's kicking out.
0: Now, sometimes you get a, a a crankbait that, let's say, will only run to the left. I mean, there's nothing that you can do. There, there are some that'll come out like, especially when they were made out of wood. Right? They'd only run one. way. You couldn't tune that thing for. For nothing. Now, a lot of guys would just throw that bait away. Well, I wouldn't throw that bait away. What I would do is I'd put a little L with a magic marker on top so I knew that it went to the left, all right? Then if you get up alongside a long dock, you cast it on the right side of the dock, and it'll run and it'll bump into those dock legs, okay? okay. And it won't get hung up. It'll just bounce off of them, right? It was really great. But, you know, every now and then it would get hung up, and you'd lose the bait, but so what? The darn thing never ran right anyway. Uh, we got to... <laughs> We gotta go to a break, then we gotta call her on the line. We'll get to you in just a second. We'll be right back with more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors.
2: Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are in our final segment. I believe we've got a caller on hold.
0: Yeah, we got our Boulder Junction Connection, Dennis Royce. Hello, Dennis. Hey, Hey, Dennis. Good
1: morning, guys. How are you? Doing good. Yeah,
0: we're good. How's everything up there in God's country?
1: Absolutely beautiful and perfect. We got musky weekend this weekend, musky festival. It started last night. It's going today. Today we got a fish cook-off. A competition which I'm part of, and Sunday is the day they cut downtown and and close it out and have the crafts and art show. So we got a lot going on this weekend.
0: Oh, uh, now you're making fish for this competition?
1: Uh, yes, uh, uh, Pete wh- Krieger and myself and and Dave Huffman. I've uh, decided that we we've been doing it now for I think four years, and we have a contest where we have the best fish, like like my, like the doing a beef ram on Minocqua. Boy, it's not that
0: large. Well, but let me uh, ask you, what
2: recipe do you use, Dennis, for your fish? He can't tell you it's a secret. He's trying to win, Tom.
1: Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> right. I tell you, I gotta kill you. <laughs> oh God, come on. Now, if I can get both you guys up here some year with not when this is going on, then I'll give you a little secret. So Well, here's okay, so here's what i
2: I should probably do. I'm retiring after this year. So next uh next August, like now I'm back teaching school, but next August. I'll be free. Maybe, uh, maybe I can make my way up there.
1: We're gonna, so we're gonna get both you guys up here, and I'd love to have you up here, and and uh, we'd have a good time. And the weather has been ideal. It's supposed to be an ideal weekend, so people that are vacationing are having a good time, and and fishing's pretty good right now. Bass fishing, especially, and walleyes a little slow, but musky action's been real good. So I'll give you a, a fishing report as well. So that but, uh, was it's, was, it's, was that it? That's well. <laughs> Water temperatures is warm. Uh, walleye fishing, like I say, is slow, but uh, they're getting some dandy muskies. Uh, I've seen some forty-five and fifty-inch muskies that have been caught up here, oh, the last week. And man, there's some nice fish being taken and are not taken, but caught and released. But um, that's great. Uh, that. But bass fishing has been real good. Uh, a friend of mine just told me yesterday he went out for maybe an hour and a half, and they had six or eight bass that they caught, and they were all dandies. So. It's, it's fun fishing always, obviously, but uh, uh, for walleye action, it's a little tough right now. Uh, 70 Wait till fall. 74-degree yeah. water, uh,
0: well, so it's Now, when you say bass, you're meaning the smallmouth bass, right?
1: Yes, yeah. smallmouth and largemouth bass, yes. Oh, both. But, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're catching both largemouth and smallmouth. And uh, you get some rock bass in there, too, once in a while, but uh, they, most of those go back. but. Mm-hmm. um but no, uh, bass fishing has been real good. Plastics, uh, jigs, and minnows, and believe it or not, jigs and minnows are still working for m- most fish. And that's kind of odd this time of year. Usually, you switch to leeches or night crawlers. But yeah, um, right. But uh, we were we were gonna try and get out this morning early, but there's just too many things that's got to get done.
2: So. Yeah, you got a lot of when well, you have musky days, you got a lot going well, on. Well, so give us a call next week and let us know if you won the fish fry.
1: I'll definitely do that, I and mean, we get a golden fry pan or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take it home to your to the wife. Look what I won here, honey—a golden yeah, pan. It only,
1: it only cost me three
2: hundred dollars to win this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Oh, by the way, right. well, when you uh, when you do these fish fries, when you and the other contestants do this, now are these fish you catch on the area lakes?
1: Yes, most of them are. Some. Some we do buy because we can't keep up with the demand because it grows every year and of course we get more and more people coming in to, to compete or not to compete, but to try to fish. So uh, we, we, last year we ran out of fish an hour about an hour before the contest was. Okay. over. Okay so if you got
0: fish So if you got to buy them, what, what kind of fish do you buy?
1: Uh, we've been buying haddock and, 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 and cod, the frozen of course, and, and been cutting them up in smaller pieces. And using our secret batter that I can't tell you about, but right—that's uh, <laughs> the
0: trick. You gotta have the secret batter. Okay, right. there, Dennis. We're gonna have so, to uh, yeah, arm wrestle that away from you one of these Don't days. Don't ever tell Tom. <laughs>
1: uh, never, never, you, Dan, you're right. I never tell him. You can <laughs> okay. trust me with it,
2: but he'd right. be blabbing it yeah. all over the place. Yep. Oh, all right. of,
1: you, you guys are on the radio here. Everybody gets to hear it. So hey, oh, all right.
0: right. Now, how was how that possible? It's coming yeah, in on us. <laughs> No, is it on a station up there?
1: No, not up here, but down by you it is. Oh,
0: it? oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe uh, the 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 radio gods were letting it get all the way up there by you.
1: Oh, Tom's get getting confused.
2: We get a syndication get a deal. I'm going to roll in here with a Ferrari, Tom. You'll know. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, Dennis. We get, a lot, of, we get
1: yeah. a lot of your listeners up here because they they come into the restaurant and they they uh, they hear the show and they're up here visiting. So that's great. So
0: it's awesome. That's good.
1: Well, thanks, Dennis.
0: We appreciate it. Take care, man.
1: You guys have a good weekend. Okay, and
0: good luck in the contest.
1: Thank you. I'll let you know next Saturday. All righty. Bye now. Okay. Bye. (laughs)
0: That's good. (laughs) That's what we should have, a cutting-edge outdoors fish fry contest. We should do that.
2: Sure. There's lots of things we talk about right. doing, Tom, and I we know. never follow through I on know. anything. I know we do. I know. Right, we, right here hey, in the parking, you know, hey, right here in the parking about, lot, oh, we're gonna do this. Oh, we're gonna do that.
0: Yeah, right here in the parking lot. See, what we do is we have people come and they 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 cook their fish out there in the parking lot, and then during the and show he, they bring them into us to try live on the show and then rate them.
1: Oh, you're and saying the is, entire studio could smell like fish for the whole week? That'd be great. Well, and we could clog up the parking well, lot. How
2: about the t- one time I did grill? Yeah, he did Brown grill. trout. During the yeah. show, I was yeah. out there in the parking lot making yeah. all kinds of brown trout yeah. coming in. We were eating, and yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Did so you guys do trout and eggs? What? No. For breakfast? Trout and no, eggs? I've done that years I've ago. Had yeah, that. I've had that I've had I had some brook trout yeah. that I caught up yeah, by brookies, Duluth years ago.
0: The little brookies, little uh, rainbows, and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So uh, those are all, that's always good. Yeah. That's, which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> How many more minutes we got left of this nonsense? Four uh, minutes. Yeah.
0: yeah, four minutes left. Well, you know, we,
2: did, uh, we ended it with... I'm late uh, for a nap. Yeah, we ended Getting it with... end up at five in the morning. That's why people, when you tell them about the show, oh, well, listen, what time is it? Go six o'clock to eight. Six to eight. I'm sleeping at that time. Does half the world sleep till 10 o'clock on a Saturday? What's wrong with these know. people? I would say at least half are sleeping in a cell 10 yeah. Oh. Or at least half. Hey, I got to tell you
0: this. Uh, this last week, Oconomowoc Lake on a Monday, and it was a beautiful day on Monday, right? Beautiful day. Yeah. There was not, besides my son's boat, there was not one other boat on the lake. Nobody, huh? For like four, five hours. Okay. At the launch there was when driving away there were two trailers two cars and trailers that was it so I'm just saying a lot of these lakes during the lake uh, during the week do not get a lot of activity you know so you know if if a person is able to go during the week that is that's awesome go during the week in the morning you don't find many people out there you, you know? are correct that, that is, is nice the time to go yeah, and if you go to zoos on the weekend,
2: <laughs> you know. Hey, what do you know about Fox Lake? Uh, all I've heard is that they get some big panfish in there yeah. sometimes. I think crappies.
0: Well, yeah, they, they got uh, crop. Well, they, actually, they have all the different species, right. except for I don't know if they have smallmouth, but they have largemouth, they got northerns, they actually have muskies, they have walleyes, bluegills, crappies, perch. It, it gets really heavily fished in the wintertime, uh, you know, ice fishing. But I heard that uh, weekends now on Fox Lake is a real zoo. That's what I've heard lately, that it's very busy. And one of my sons has an opportunity to buy a cottage on the lake, okay? But the problem, though, is that on Fox Lake, and maybe we people can give me some more info on Fox Lake next week, but it's like at least half of the lake is just heavily weeded. And where this cottage is... Uh, you can't even fish off the dock. It's nothing but muck and weeds. You know, I mean, it's so heavily weeded. So, I mean, I, I would like to hear from other people if they know anything about, like if they're going to be spraying for the weeds how, or whatever. How many acres
2: is Fox Lake? It's it's a pretty
0: decent sized lake. I don't know exactly how many acres. It's, it's decent. I, I don't know exactly. But it is isn't a real deep lake because they have an aerator that's going on in the wintertime.
2: To avoid the fish kills.
0: And yeah, right, exactly. So, Oh, and by the way, one last thing. Richard sent us an email okay. at the uh, smokey's inbox ceo guys at yahoo.com he says i listened to an interview with my pillow guy and i was surprised to hear that he was addicted to crack cocaine so at one time he was but then he found god and changed his life yeah around. i heard
2: I heard heard him say something He just afraid yeah. and yeah god delivered him so yeah. well good for him i'm glad to hear that all right so Anything else, Danny? No, I'm gonna go home and hit my 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 pillow now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good for you. Good to for you. all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to y'all next week.